0: Turn in your Bibles, we're going to spend a lot of time in Psalm 46. If you want to look that up, we'll start. Our first reference is in Job 30. So, uh, Psalm 46, then we'll go to Job 30 and go from there. So I invite you to join me in your Bible to do that. Noise. A sound, especially one that is loud and unpleasant, that causes disturbance. That's what the dictionary calls it. It's what my grandfather used to say about the music I listened to. He would say, "What's all that noise and caterwauling racket?" Caterwauling is actually a word. I looked it up. It means to make a high-pitched, shrill sound, like two cats fighting, or tying their tails together and putting them over, you know, a clothesline, Um, which you know you shouldn't do. That shouldn't do but That's what it sounds like. Noise. It's more than sounds, though, isn't it? It includes ideas, images seen, thoughts uninvited. It crowds into your brain. and the overload of information today, we feel at loss to control the noise, crowding out the peace that we long for in our souls. Job understood that, and he didn't even have internet. Job 30, and verse 27 says, My inward parts are in turmoil and never still. Days of affliction come to meet me. Sometimes... We're guilty of being carried away by all that noise. We can't navigate. We can't survive it, we think. And so we uh, are pulled into a dramatic frenzy that paralyzes our faith. Isaiah 30 and verse 15 tells us, For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning, or repentance and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. But you were unwilling. Until the Lord goes on to say in verses 16 and 17. We are being scattered in fear by the smallest thing. And we end up alone like a flag on top of a hill. We read in Psalm 23 and verse 2. That the Lord leads us to still or quiet waters. And oh how we'd like to know where that is exactly. To have that confidence, that solid ground, if you will. Turn with me to Psalm 46. Now, in the past, we've talked about the musical term used in the Psalms called the sila, or the musical rest. Nobody really knows what the word means, except it was there to to point to a a point where you would do that. Think of it as a, a pause of silence that allows worshipers to appreciate what's being said and to respond to it in their hearts. Psalm 46 has three such silas. Opportunities to stop and be encouraged. To have that moment of silence to regain perspective. I say to you today, we need to take silas. Daily. Often. Remembering who we are and whose we are. Psalm 46, starting in verse 1. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help. Or well-proven help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear. Though the earth gives way. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam. Though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Selah. I think the psalmist might be saying to us. Lord my, my world is in chaos. People that I love are afflicted with diseases without cures, suffering from illnesses, unemployment, and despair. And the world is just coming apart at the seams. The earth is falling out from under my feet, if you will. I've lost my footing is the the way to understand that, I guess. The unthinkable is happening to the world as I once knew it. It's not like it used to be. I don't know what it's going to be. The mountains moved. And that never happened. Buried at sea, if you will. And I don't know what to make of that. And the quiet life that I want is witnessing the flash flood of danger coming so close to overwhelming my faith, my family, my future. And I am, well, let's see. As my grandmother used to say, I am in a tizzy. Y'all ever hear that? I'm in a tizzy. Selah. Pause in the swirling, frustrating whirlpool, sucking your hope downward. Stop. When the world feels like it's shaking and you're out of control, remember our help comes from God. He has proven to be our, it says in 46 and verse 1, our refuge and strength, a presence in our lives to help us regain balance and to step forward. Acts chapter 17, verse 27 The Apostle Paul brings that to the Athens on Mars Hill when he says that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward Him and find Him, yet He is actually not far from each one of us. Hold this in your heart from Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth those mountains and seas I might add. And the raging waters that you think are going to suck you under. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber nor sleep. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. You're going out and you're coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Where is God when I need Him? Psalm 46 Worship. Time to pause. And push the reset button on the chaos called your life. Nations rattle their swords or parade their missiles. Kingdoms strut. They stagger. They struggle. God but speaks. And like an ice cream cone on a hot July sidewalk. They all melt. And dissolve. Across the ages. God has endured empires, thrones, wars, and movements. And where are we? 46 and verse 4 says, we must be in that current. Those streams, those those tributaries. Taking us to the place where God is in the middle and we will not be moved. As He is not moved, because we are with Him, we worship. Stop the wheat. Gather the family together and gather with the saints at the river. The beautiful, the beautiful river. Gather with the saints at the river that flows from the throne of God. Amen. Three things I see in those two verses, verses 4 and 5. Sit down and refresh your gladness. Don't just sit there. Sit down and refresh your gladness. Psalm 122 and verse 1 says, I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Worship purposefully focuses our attention on God, not our circumstances. To seek Him and to try not to be in control, but to trust in His and leaning on His everlasting arms. To get humble before Him waiting. Lamentations 3 verses 25 and 26 says it this way, the Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Now as you sit there, get still before His holy presence. We sang just a moment ago, the Lord, Habakkuk 2 verse 20, is in His holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before Him." Worship intentionally separates us from our daily activities. Every morning you get up, and I don't know how you do it, but you know you might turn on the news or the music or whatever. You check your phones constantly. You're always on your Facebook, your email. You're talking to people at work. You're going here and there. You're doing all these things. And I long for the days. I long for the days when we used to haul hay without a truck. I know that sounds weird, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Remember when they square bailed it, you know, and you'd throw them up on the truck, you know, kind of thing? you work all day and never talk to anybody. Just throwing hay bales. Just throwing hay bales. It was hot. It was tiring, but you stole hay bales. That's all, you, that's all your job was. Just throw hay bales. You know, and we got the whopping 25 cents a bale. We were cool. Hey, here you go. Uh, you know, that was better than the 10 cents that they used to pay the guy who passed her over. So. Worship. It intentionally separates us from our daily activities. Jesus said to his disciples in Mark chapter 6 and verse 31, and he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate, other translations would say, secluded, solitary, quiet place and rest a while. Worship. Actively engages us to connect with God. Psalm 131 in verse 2. Oh Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. But I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. It's a choice you make. I have calmed and quieted my soul. I have come to you. And in your presence, I got still. Lift up your eyes, it says in verse 5 of Psalm 46. Lift up your eyes as a new perspective dawns before you. Oh, I love worship because it allows us to get right with God and take that into our everyday world. Isaiah 32 verses 17 and 18 says it this way. And the effect of righteousness will be peace. And the result of righteousness, quietness and trust forever. My people will abide in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, and in quiet, resting places. Let me ask you, in a world full of noise, where do you need to be? Sila. Stop. Pause. A.W. Tozer wrote, Holy men of soberer and quieter times than ours knew well the power of silence. David said in Psalm 39, I was mute with silence. I held my peace even from good and my sorrow was stirred. The heart, he said, seldom gets right while the mouth is open. A closed mouth before God and a silent heart are indispensable for the reception of certain kinds of truth. No man is qualified to speak who has not first listened. Finally, the psalm says, this is the message that I bring to others. It's an invitation. It starts off in 46 verse 8. It says, come. Come. It's an invitation. Listen, 46 verse 8 through 11. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Invite others. Invite others. Invite others to behold the works of the Lord. Ecclesiastes 4 and verse 6 convinces us. Better is a handful of quietness than two handfuls of toil and striving after the wind. That confidence that is renewed within us of God's very present help allows us to point to his activity. To the people around us who are also struggling and feeling that their life is being in a maelstrom of, of, of stormy times. And we point to his activity. He brings, he makes, he breaks, he burns The world needs this message that there is a God who is active and He cares and His presence is among us. And He allows us to experience peace and quietness of heart. Selah. Invite others. Invite others to worship. To be still and know God. I always took this as a personal thing until I read that in that invitation, in the context. And it's an invitation. It says, come. Come. Come and be still. Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 17. The words of the wise heard in quiet are better than the shouting of of a ruler among fools. Psalm 37 and verse 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Come. Tell other people to come and be here so that they can know God. To be still. And worship. Invite others to share the hope that salvation in Jesus Christ brings to a noisy world. Psalm 62 and verse 5 says, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from Him. Fast forward that to Acts chapter 2, verses 39 through 41. It says, For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words he bore witness. And continued to exhort them saying. Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized. When you finally stop. And you realize who God is. And who you are. You want to be on his side. You want to be doing his work. Now ask yourself this is the question that just hammers at you. What's the worst that could happen? You go, oh don't ask that. It'll it'll, it'll come about. What's the worst that could happen? And can God handle it? Selah. Pause. Stop. And remember that God is your help. Your refuge. Your strength he is present now and he arrives to help not to watch not to not to not to play tricks on us but to help sila get quiet in your soul as you worship the god who reigns from his throne sila anticipate the days ahead with you on the lord's side of things with you watching as nothing can overtake or overwhelm you. Peter Marshall prayed, the choice before us is plain, Christ or chaos, conviction or compromise, discipline or disintegration. <coughs> Let moments of silence, not only today, but in the coming days of your life, bring us to this thundering truth, be still and know. That I am God. It's his invitation to us today. If you want to answer that invitation. By putting him on in baptism. We offer you that that invitation to come. And allow us to assist. If you're here this morning and you need prayer. Either to repent of sin. To rededicate your life to his purposes. We invite you to come and to make your need known. As together we stand. And would you come to the front to make that need known. And as we sing.